to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home. Live Inspire. Here's your host, Laura Smith. Oh, it is so good to be with everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into The Way Home. I'm Laura Smith, as Jimmy said, and it's always great to be here. And it's, uh, it's, it's that time of year where we actually get glimpses into the fact that we might actually be turning a corner and... Um, stepping into spring. I sure hope so. I mean, it'll probably be back and forth for a little while, but we did get some glimpses this past week and oh boy, did that feel good. Well, this is the show that helps you to live inspired and I hope we do just that. My guest today is a friend of mine who's written 11 books now. Her latest is called The Joy of Miracles and Joyce Keller is uh, an author, and she's also a spiritual teacher, healer, and clairvoyant, and she has a lot of great insight and amazing memories from her life over the years, both in the spotlight on television and radio, uh, kind of showing her intuitive gifts to the world and also uh, taking it even deeper into some personal memories of how spirit and the beautiful world of spirit and God and the angels stepped in to help uh, during all sorts of times of her life. And it's very inspired reading. So the joy of miracles just came out on Amazon and we're going to talk to Joyce all about her beautiful book. And also, of course, we give you some good news stories. Always throw those in at the end, because I don't know about you, but I personally need to kind of leave things off with a really very positive message. And that's what keeps us going, I think, through all of this. It's when we understand that even when things are dark and difficult, we are all in this together. We are all one. And uh, we have more love on this world than anything else. So we try to keep that at the forefront and keep things positive and generous to one another. And that's indeed what keeps the world going. So we have that with Jim at the end, Jim Cleefield. And then also, I want to thank Balance of Nature, Fruits and Veggies, and the Whole Health System for sponsoring The Way Home with Laura Smith. You know, um, I always talk about the fruits and veggies because that indeed is is the signature product of Balance of Nature. It's fruits and veggies. It's actual produce that's been pulverized and put into capsules so that you can get 10 servings a day of a 31 variety, a variety of 31, I should say. I said that backwards, of fruits and vegetables every day. But there's another product. They sell one other product, which creates what they call the health system. And that is, it's called fiber and spice. And very much like the fruits and vegetables, the fiber and spice is 100% natural. There is literally nothing but real fiber uh, and real spices in it and the ones that are really good for your body and your nutrition. It's an amazing product. When you open it up, you smell it, it, this incredible aroma of of these spices. And it is just a wonderful, wonderful thing for your it, daily intake. Actually, you put it in a, a glass of water or a glass of juice and you stir, stir, stir. And it truly is. It's a natural way to get the fiber that your body needs. And all those great, everybody knows like the turmeric and the cardamom and the, all the different spices that really are very good for our, our blood circulation and all of our nutrition. So the whole health system is what's available to you when you order balance of nature. And I wanted to throw that in because I often only talk about the fruits and veggies, but the fiber and spice is equally important and equally amazing. So on that note, 
the way that you order them, you can't buy them in a store. You buy them online or over the phone. Online, it's easy, balanceofnature.com, balanceofnature.com. Make sure you put Laura into the promo code. That's my name, L-A-U-R-A. And that way you get 35% off your first preferred order and you always get free shipping. So make sure you put Laura into the promo code or in the same way, if you call them on the phone, you also tell them the promo code Laura, because that way they know that you heard it here on the way home with Laura Smith, and you will get that discount and the free shipping. So it's L-A-U-R-A, Laura, for the promo code, balance of nature, fruits and veggies, and fiber and spice. When we come back, Joyce Keller and her new book, The Joy of Miracles. Don't go away. It's the way home. Hi, I'm Laura Smith. And here's a minute of purpose, improving your life 60 seconds at a time. The concept of self-love may sound kind of selfish, but it's essential for living your best life. So what are some things you can do to have a better relationship with yourself? One, try affirmations. This is about repeating a short, positive statement about yourself on a regular basis. So what's something good you can choose to affirm? Come on, there are at least a few things. Two, Mirror work. This is just what it sounds like. If you have a problem, talk to yourself in the mirror. You might be surprised at the solutions you come up with. Three, try new things. Shake it up and get out of your rut. It builds confidence. Finally, practice random acts of kindness. Not only do they help other people, they'll make you feel great too. Loving yourself is key to a great life. So appreciate your unique place in the world. This has been your Minute of Purpose. Find more now at nowwithpurpose.com. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Wonderful to be with you as always, and always wonderful to bring you guests whom I love and I sometimes know personally, um, but who also have new books coming out. And uh, my my next guest is someone who's been on my show in several iterations over the years um, in New York when I was on WABC and now here um, in uh, Northern Indiana and WTRC and also in Greenwich, Connecticut and WGCH. So Joyce Keller, thank goodness she's universal and she comes to visit when she's got something going Going on, And considering her 11th book has just literally come out this week, The Joy of Miracles, I thought what a perfect opportunity to have her on the show. Joyce, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, Laura, what can I say to you? Thank you. I, 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 I'm without words, really, which is a big deal for me. <laughs> Well, Thank you very much. I mean, 11 books, that's, a, that's an incredible uh, accomplishment. But your life uh, is so interesting to me and to so many people. And it is so vast. It's hard to capture it all in a 20 minute interview. But um, for people who want to know, yes, you are an author, but you're also a spiritual healer, a, a psychic medium and a teacher. And you've done so much over the years. And I think you've probably been the one person that was on Regis and Kathy Lee and Oprah probably more than any others. Is that true? <laughs> it's true and I feel very old because of that. It's like if I could tell you how far I went back before Kathy Lee, 
I, I think his first, I don't even remember his first, Regis's first toast, but I was there. <laughs> and, uh, you were I there really, for all of it? I, yeah, I was there for all of it. When Before he, before Regis even started doing any kind of New York television, he was mostly in California. I started with him at that time. So that goes way, way back. And he's gone. And he's Oprah's gone, but what a alive. wonderful man. I loved, Regis was yeah. such a beautiful person. Oh, um, yes. I, yeah. you, he was right. I mean, I didn't absolutely. know him personally, but people that I know who knew him say he was absolutely as sweet of a guy as possible. And then, of course, being on Oprah when you were on, that was that was a big deal. I mean, if you made it onto Oprah, you basically made it in the world. That was kind of the don't you remember that was really the bar that was set. Like if you made it onto <laughs> Oprah, it's kind of like if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Um, yeah. But it's a great it's thing. But I want to tell people about your work and your book. Um, you you have been tried to be debunked by people um, because of your beautiful psychic abilities. But it really goes back to you have recollections from when you were actually a baby of having these really um, I would say supernatural spiritual experiences of knowing and being aware at a very, very young age. And your mother, she was also a gifted healer and seer, was she not? Absolutely. And Laura, I'm so impressed that you do your homework because I do a lot of shows where people don't have the slightest idea about what I do, (laughs) but you are so thorough and thank you. And I wanted to publicly apologize for the typos in my latest book. I do a part. Well, so you know what? About it, it, yeah. No, it happens everywhere. And but I know that it, it, t- it takes a while to get all the bugs out. Your book is available on Amazon.com right now. Uh, the Joy of Miracles. What I love about it and love about you and your work, Joyce, really, you are one of those people you always give from your heart and your ability to see the world. I kind of liken it to that beautiful quote by um, Albert Einstein about miracles. You either live your life as though everything is a miracle or nothing is. And you writing this book, the the joy of miracles is really just um, they are hundreds of personal stories of spiritual encounters that you've had spiritual experiences, um, the ability to help people through your ability of intuition. And it really truly is as though you live your life as though everything is a miracle. Is that something that people are born with Joyce, or is it something you need to cultivate? I think we all have the capacity of doing it, Laura, but the thing is that miracles are very strange because decades and eons of time ago, when the sun came up, people said, it's a miracle. So a miracle is only something we don't understand. It's like, what is it? And probably decades from now, we'll understand that all of these things that we don't know now, as we shift into a higher dimension, will all make sense. We say, well, I don't understand how that's possible. Well, it's very easy in hindsight to understand. So right now, I did write about miracles, but I'm sure in the future we'll say, no, it's nothing. <laughs> I can't believe you thought it was a miracle. <laughs> you know, but yeah. I've had incredible, really incredible experiences. So I, I do appreciate the fact that you're working with me on this. Thank you. Well, but I'm so excited because I, I think it's important that people feel like they can share what their experiences are because often people go, Oh no, that, that, that couldn't have happened. You know, they'll be very skeptical or whatever, but to a person that lives their life that way and believes in a higher power and God and Jesus and the angels and everything. And then 
therefore lives their life putting that into a framework of your everyday. It's not something I think, Joyce, that you put on a shelf and then bring down when it's time to go on a TV show and talk about it. You literally live your life um, through those means in the most um, miraculous of ways. And, and, and really your highest calling I think is to help people and to heal people. And, and you have spent your whole life doing that literally. So um, tell us uh, some of your other books that you've written so that people can then maybe acquaint themselves with that too. (laughs) I'm laughing because my first book, was calling all angels and that that book on the day that book came out the company carol publishing went under so that book was so important because it was channeled all my books are channeled and they don't really come for me they come through me but a few years later calling all angels was published again by another publisher so i don't think it's available but seven steps to heaven by simon and schuster is is around and that's important because it tells people how they can be their own psychic they don't have to go and hire somebody because excuse me if you notice on the web now everyone is psychic and they're they're not calling it that they're calling it intuitives suddenly everyone's intuitive which is true because as we shift dimensions it really is going to happen people will become much more psychic and not as um objectionable it will not be as objectionable i was on oprah with the amazing magician randy who was out to prove that i was a fraud and i hate to admit it but i was also on merv griffin (laughs) where they were trying to prove that i was a fraud also as well as on regis's show many times and nobody was able to prove that i was a fraud because our brains are capable of doing everything and creating miracles and creating that great understanding that nobody really can address at this point because we're just evolving. So before yeah. people kick it around to the curb, they should let, let us all grow in God's light. So, yes, well, you know, and you the, you have a point in um, the Joy of Miracles that just came out this week. Um, people can find on Amazon. You you have a, a a part where you talk about the difference between prophecy and psychic capability, and the very 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 fine line that is between them because. You know, what's the difference we have in because a lot of people say, oh, well, that's not Christian. If you're able to see, you know, it, you know, into some situation intuitively, that makes you non-Christian. And I never understood that because (laughs) half of the half of the Bible is written by prophets or their stories about prophets and their prophecies. So it it's all that. And, um, you know, Jesus was always able to to see into the reality of anyone's situation while not ever having met them before. So it's it's really um, I think it's a human ability. But when we try to when we try to put them into different baskets, so this is a Christian way of doing it, and this is a non Christian way of doing it, or whatever. I think it it takes away just the meaning of the fact that we are all given access to the divine and we and we can absolutely um see beyond what the just the five senses tell us you know on any given day and there's just so much more to it so 
um, I'm so grateful that people like you come along and who people do often try to debunk or pull down. I have many friends who who do it and legitimately who are either mediums or or have the psychic ability and and they have people always trying to cut them down. And and for what reason? I don't know, because a lot of people derive a lot of comfort and healing um, from their messages. So on that note, that's kind of my feeling about it. But I know that that's how you live your life. And this book is just full of 101 stories of different, they're all personal experiences that you've had. And a lot of them include your beautiful family, um, your husband, Jack, and your two children. And, and so it's just so fun to read them. And not to mention also the celebrity stuff too, that you ended up doing, because you ended up doing a lot of television and radio uh, with your gift before a lot of other people did. Now it's kind of like a everybody's doing it. But back then, you were probably the one, you know, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And it was scary. (laughs) And I had a lot of experiences that I didn't know if I was going to be sued or what if I wrote about them. But I think the first one I wrote about Superman, if I remember correctly, because I'm afraid to look at my book because I know it has errors in it. And I, I do apologize for that. But don't worry, yeah, that'll about- get fixed. Everybody, <laughs> I read, I read things online all the day on, you know, on literary sites and and websites for news outlets, and I'm, you know, there it there. Everybody has typos, and you just go back and fix them, no problem at all. But yes, your first story in the book is about um, when you say Superman, you're actually talking about the wonderful late great uh, Christopher Reeve, and and uh, so tell us a little bit of that story. Well, it just shows the importance of listening to our intuition or trying to tune into it. This is one of my great failures. So I started out the book with my great failure and not understanding the real situation. Cher, the singer, actress, was giving a huge, huge party somewhere in New York at a hotel. And there were midgets running around and clowns and balloons and uh, women in champagne glasses who were nude. You know, we had really, it was a big event. And then she had me on the side dressed as a gypsy, doing psychic readings, which was very embarrassing. But I said, what the heck? She, she, <laughs> she wanted it, so I did it. And I did a lot of readings for celebrities. But one of the celebrities that came over was Christopher Reeve. And he said, Joyce, can you read me? And I said, yes, Christopher, please come back as soon as this person is finished. So he came back, and there was another person sitting there, another celebrity, and I was reading someone else. He came back a few times, and finally I think he just gave up. And I was devastated because I really loved him and I wanted to read him. So I went home that night and I told my husband, I said, I can't believe what happened today. I said, I read all these celebrities, but not the one I really wanted to read who was Superman. And he had these beautiful blue eyes and I just really wanted to read Christopher. So my husband looked at me like I was pathetic. And he said, don't you realize why? And I said, no, I, I'm really tired. I, I can't I can't even think about it. He said, because you weren't supposed to. And a few months later, Christopher Reeves had that terrible accident where he was thrown off the horse. And he was paralyzed. And then he passed away shortly after. So I thought to myself, my guys were really protecting me. And how would I really have dealt with that if he sat down with me and I had to give him a reading? I would have to skirt around it. I don't think I would be allowed to interfere with his destiny. So I learned a lot from that about having faith 
and doing what you're intuitively supposed to do. I was not supposed to read him and I was not supposed to feel depressed about it, but I did. So that's how I started the book off. I'm very, very honest. And thank you for saying that, Laura. I am honest. Yes. All of your stories in there are very, very um, humble um, and they're often very funny. Some of the situations you have a wonderful way of laughing at yourself and not taking yourself too seriously, even though you, you know, have really had a lot of really incredible spiritual experiences in your life, Uh, near death experiences and miraculous healings and all different things. And you're, you're trying to share those with people, but you do it with grace and humility. Um, It's not easy to be that honest about your life's work, right? (laughs) About how bad I am at times. (laughs) I wanted to say something about suicide, if I may just squeeze this in. Yes. A A lot of people who are left here on the planet with us are experiencing the loss of their loved ones through suicide or drug overdose. And they are devastated, obviously, because they don't know what's going to happen to this person when they cross over. Because so many religions teach that if you commit suicide, you go to hell forever, you burn in hell forever, which is complete nonsense because God is so great and so gracious and so good, that would never happen. We're given the opportunity to correct whatever we did wrong. You're not supposed to commit suicide, but if you do, you're not going to burn in hell. You're going to be given other opportunities. So please don't grieve. Pray for the person. Prayer is very important. Direct light to that person. Say, Laura, I know you understand what I'm saying because I know time is short, but I deal with so many people who are families of suicide victims. So I wanted to say that I think our our drug culture is really contributing to that too. Oh, absolutely. And you know what, Joyce, I am so grateful you brought that up. Um, It is a huge, huge topic. Um, The the suicide rate has increased since, uh, especially during the pandemic and beyond. But even before that, like you said, with this, you know, the the epidemic of of drugs and um, so forth. But young people, it's happening more with young people. And I think this is very traumatizing for the human psyche that this has happened to so many people or that they've, you know, undergone this. And but I think you're right. I think it's so difficult for the people who are left behind because they're so traumatized by the event itself. And then also with the fear, perhaps, that maybe, you know, their loved one is not going to be like in heaven, so to speak. But you explain it really well in your book, um, The Joy of Miracles. And I, it's it's just such an important topic. And that one that is the taboo of it, I think, is being redirected into new channels now. People are really trying to get a grasp of of what it is. And I'm so grateful that you brought that up. I wasn't expecting to talk about that, but Joyce, you hit it on the head. That's exactly the, uh, the important message. And um, I know there's a lot of people um, who've experienced this and more than we even know. So thank you for, for that. So there's messages in the joy of miracles all uh, on every aspect like that. Everything from the celebrity readings you've done, your television appearances to the, to um like I said, near-death experiences where you almost drowned as a child and you you felt like you were visited by an angelic presence when you were in, deep in the water and you were only seven years old and you were basically given a choice to go home to mommy and daddy who love you very much or go 
you know, to the other side with the, and follow the angel there. And you chose to go home to your mommy and daddy. It was, it's just all very touching. And I think very comforting. And for me, it was great comfort. I, I felt very uplifted reading the stories. It really reminds you of the great force of good between God and the angels and, and the people that we love, uh, you know, across the other side, it, your book highlights how all of these resources of guidance and love and protection are with us constantly, like constantly. So uh, to open ourselves up to it is almost something I think we need to practice. And I think we need to give ourselves permission to. And when I read um, your book and just finished it, uh, and I loved every minute of it because that's what it did for me. I felt like it gave me permission to think higher and to to live more inspired, which is the motto of this show. We say the way home, live inspired. So I'm really grateful for that. So people can get it on Amazon. Is that correct? Yes. And Amazon, I'm laughing. Amazon really needs editors. They need to hire an editor too. No, it's <laughs> wonderful. You, listen, yeah, yeah. Listen, no, it is a great book. So uh, yes, but in all I keep wanting to say expect miracles. That's a different book. No, it's the joy of miracles. Kind of like the joy of cooking. That's how people can remember it. The joy of miracles. Um, Yes. The recipe for success, right? Yes, absolutely. My parents called me joy and people who know me well call me joy. I have no idea why, but that's it. I'm, I'm known as joy. So I would like to feel that I, like you, Laura, are able to bring joy to the planet at a time that it's really, really needed. People are so terrified now. They don't need to be. Don't live in fear. Don't feed into the fear. Be strong. Be a Leo like Laura, right? (laughs) Yes, I am a Leo. But you know what? You're so right. And, you know, with this whole situation that's going on with uh, Ukraine and everything, the power of prayer, we can't get to such a place so paralyzed by fear that we forget to pray because they're there is always power in that and the more the better. And so we continue to do that. But again, your, your book, um, the joy of miracles, it reminds, it reminds people of that, uh, the joy of prayer and, and meditation and, and just bringing, you know, those celestial light and love into your life on a daily basis um, through God. So Joyce Keller, we could go on for hours because you have enough experiences and enough books uh, to last for, you know, many episodes. So we'll just have to have you back on again. That's all. Thank you, Laura. And my website has all the info in there. It's just my name, JoyceKeller.com. Like it's easy to find Laura or me because yes. our websites are just our names. That's it. Our names. Exactly. Joyce Keller. So I want to remind everybody. So it's Joyce Keller, J-O-Y-C-E, Keller, K-E-L-L-E-R. JoyceKeller.com. You can get her book there or find out how to get it there through Amazon. Again, the joy of miracles. Joyce Keller, I love you. Thank you so much for being on I love my you. home. <laughs> oh, Laura, I love you too. Thank you so much. We'll talk. Thank I you, Laura. You Take more. care. All right. You're listening to The Way Home and we'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, if there's one thing most of us can agree on, we love our pets. Uh, we uh, treat them like family and, and friends. But the trend for quite a while in Hollywood was sort of to buy them as some kind of a 
a an accessory almost to the red carpet. And, you know, I think a lot of people are finally catching on that it's much more rewarding and actually safer for animals to um, adopt and not shop. I'm so grateful to have along with us today uh, the um, Rachel Bellis. She is the PETA Companion Animals spokesperson. And Rachel, I'm really happy that you're here because you know, I get all I, I get a lot of uh, things from PETA in my um, inbox and and also in uh, my social media. And some of the things are hard to watch because it's absolutely heartbreaking to see how some of these animals that come from these mills and things like that um, are treated. But everything that PETA is doing to change this and change the actual thinking and consciousness from not shopping for a pet, but actually adopting one. So thanks for joining us today on the way home to talk about this, this wonderful topic that's really close to everybody's heart. Well, thanks so much for having me, Laura, and thank you for your kind words about PETA. Well, indeed. I mean, you guys have done a lot. And over this past winter, I'm in northern Indiana now, and the winters are brutal. And I find that... Um, I hear about these animals that are, you know, outside on farms and tied up in the winter and without dog houses and things like that. And it just absolutely breaks my heart. And sometimes I can't even sleep when I'm thinking about it. And someone wrote yesterday on social media that there had been a dog left out all night that had literally barked all night long because it was left out and it was below zero here. And I, and I just was just so shocked by that, that this still happens. And so let's, let's talk a little bit though, about the fact that it was just so cool before for Hollywood stars to have these pure breeds, which, you know, I know a lot of people buy them and I know some of them are done very ethically, but a lot of them are not. So tell us about all that Pete is doing to, to change this. Well, there are an estimated 70 million homeless animals in the U.S., and only about 10% ever make it to an animal shelter, which is why it's so important that if anyone with the time and resources is thinking about bringing a companion animal into their family, that they only adopt from their local open admission shelter and never buy from a breeder or pet store. Our local shelters are filled to the brim with lovable, affectionate dogs and cats who would make wonderful companions. And we are working with many celebrities um, like Brian Cox and Kristen Milioti, Peter Dinklage, and so many others to promote adoption. And, in, and so they can encourage their fans not to buy animals from pet stores and breeders, but to only adopt from open admission shelters. So this this whole idea of getting a purebred, it's sometimes, as I mentioned, done ethically. Other times, um, I know that PETA has done a lot of these undercover missions and have found these horrible, horrible conditions, these puppy mills. And how do you how do you change people's thinking? Because we don't see the puppy mill. We see the the puppy at the puppy store. Right. So um, how do we. How do people find out really what's going on behind the scenes? And what is PETA doing to actually eradicate it all? Are you doing anything to try to eradicate this type of uh, puppy mill breeding altogether? Well, I'll tell you, our most recent investigation into a breeder was um, a Michigan breeder who 
had Jack Russell Terriers, and he had dozens of them outside in pens in the freezing cold, in the snow, with no comforts at all. They were psychologically damaged because they had experienced such deprivation. They were spinning in circles. They were pacing back and forth, jumping up and down, crying and clawing at the fences. The dogs were eventually seized after tremendous pressure from PETA and our members and supporters, and the owner is facing several counts of cruelty to animals. And this is just very typical of a breeder where they only have these dogs for to make money. They're not considered sentient beings that feel fear, pain, and love and loneliness just like we do. They are there solely to make money. And so people can visit our website if they're interested in finding out more about this. But this is a typical situation, which is why we never encourage people to go to pet shops or breeders, only adopt. Um, when you go to a pet shop or a breeder, you're also killing a shelter animal's chance at adoption. And they are really contributing to the overpopulation crisis and why we have so many homeless animals already in shelters and just out on the streets um, because they don't have, there just aren't good enough homes, enough good homes out there for all of them. So, um, and also something that many people don't know at shelters, you can find purebred dogs. There are many, many purebred dogs. So it's really worth checking out your local open admission shelter to see what kind of dogs they have available for adoption. Speak to the experts there, but take your time and obviously don't do it on an impulse. Really think about if you have the time to dedicate to this animal. Absolutely. I have two cats. Um, I spend an inordinate amount of money uh, (laughs) keeping them fed, but it's so, it's so worth it. And they were both adopted not I didn't you know buy them in a store in fact there's a lot of places that that refuse to sell them when I lived in New York they shut down the local puppy shop and um, the, the whole town did actually and when you say that um, some of these breeders are facing charges are they really do they go through with it is, is this something that is actually taken seriously by the courts animal cruelty or are they just given a sort of a slap on the wrist and let to, to continue on with what they do? It really depends on the case. We always want the maximum that the law allows, and we also work um, on legislation to make, um, to make better animal protection laws. We encourage folks to do that, to work with their local and state officials who are elected and they are supposed to be working for us and the issues that are important to us. Work with them to pass Um, pet shop bans in your city, for example, or, you know, no puppy mills in your state, things like that. It's really about legislation. And um, what we always hope for in cruelty to animal cases is that the person will never be allowed to own animals in the future. And, you know, a big fine and jail time is always nice, but we, we never, ever want that person to be able to own an animal again and, and hurt them and neglect them the way they have in the past. Absolutely. It's so important. So everyone can get involved and also contribute by adopting a shelter pet. I know in my local shelter um, in Elkhart, Indiana, some an angel has come and I guess 
he's he's bought all the adoption fees so that anyone right now that goes to adopt one of the animals doesn't have to pay any fee whatsoever. They're spayed, they're neutered, they've got their shots, they've got their chips, they've got everything because this person came in and paid for all of it so that really all it takes is a commitment to love an animal and you can go home that day um, without even spending anything with your beautiful pet. I just... I know there's so much good being done, and PETA is really at the forefront of all of that. So thank you for all you are doing, Rachel Bellis, um, as the PETA Companion Animal Spokesperson. We appreciate it. Adopt, don't shop, everyone. And thanks once again for all the work that you're doing, Rachel. Thank you so much, Laura. Thanks for having me on. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Laura Smith, and here's a minute of purpose, improving your life 60 seconds at a time. What's the secret of living to 100 or more? Researchers are finding it in something called a blue zone. These areas around the world boast populations who live really long lives. Some blue zones include Sardinia, Italy, Okinawa, Japan, and Loma Linda in California. So what are the health factors these folks have in common? For starters, they primarily eat a plant-based diet. Beef doesn't play a big role. Blue zoners walk everywhere. Typical geography in these places includes plenty of hills, so folks are getting their steps in on an incline. A strong sense of community also plays a role in their longevity. Loneliness is a huge cause of death in old age. Blue zoners stay engaged with the folks around them. So, if you want to live a longer, healthier life, get in the zone. This has been a Minute of Purpose. Find more at nowwithpurpose.com. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Oh, it's always so good to be with you, and I'm so grateful uh, to my guest today, to Joyce Keller and her new book, The Joy of Miracles. Hope you get your hands on that and read some inspiring stories that she has in there. It's chock full of them. But speaking of stories, every week we love to end the program with good news stories, stories that make you feel good, that remind you that in this human race, there is more love and more generosity to go around than we often remember. So it's good to be reminded. And we have somebody here to do that. I call him my guru of good news. His name's Jim Cleefield, affectionately known also as Jimmy Dean, the guy with the most nicknames on the planet. And of course, Bobby, my wonderful engineer with the most. He does. I think I'm the only person on the planet who calls him Bobby. So I hope he doesn't Yeah, now mind that my action. mom is gone, this is true. Oh, I see. Did she used to call yes, you Bobby? Yes. Really? That was your Scottish mother, if I recall. Kathleen. Okay. So I'm reminding you of your mother. A little bit. You too, actually. There you go. So that's a good thing, too. It's nice to be reminded. All the best things about her. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think I have a little Scottish in me, actually. Hmm. You do. So there you go. I'm a Smith, but uh, anyway, we are digressing, (laughs) or I am for sure. Jimmy Dean. Give us your good news stories. I know you went out on the great uh, interweb this week and found some goodies. I certainly did. Well, here's another good reason to own a pet, let's say a cat and a dog like you do, LJ. I'll tell you why. Previous studies had said that being a pet owner 
not only potentially lowers your blood pressure and stress, that's a very good thing. I can vouch for that. But there's something you maybe you didn't know. It could also help with your brain, your cognitive function, which I didn't realize. Now, this study was conducted by a woman at the University of Michigan Medical Center, Tiffany Braley. And what she did, she did a preliminary study of about 1,400 people of retiree age, 65, around that time when Medicare kicks in, their Medicare beneficiaries, uh, to see... You know, owning a pet, how much of a difference did it make? And about half of these people that were part of this preliminary study, about 50% or more, a little over 50% actually own pets, about a third long-term pet owners. And while, again, this is just a preliminary study, I'm sure more needs to be done. It showed, though, and this is really all you need to know with the cognitive scores they got in those tests, they said that pet owners potentially over five years can see their cognitive scores go up, in this case, by average, about a little more than a point, where those who don't own pets see their cognitive scores decline. And uh, so, again, more needs to be done about this, but I think just Again, you know, the benefits of being around animals, you know, whether it's a dog or a cat or any animal, and I can vouch for that because it just it just does so much for your mental health, not just your physical state, but just your overall well-being. And I may not be around dogs and cats every day, but I certainly am more times than not, and I have been all my life. And I, I can say that it just really makes a wonderful difference. You could have the worst day in the world. You come home to that pet, and you feel so good. You feel replenished, joy. It's just like uh, everything's going to be okay. And it's just it, I can see why the study makes sense. So I think that's really great that it helps your memory because sometimes, let's face it, you know, we have a senior moment or two. It happens to be. It happens to everybody. But maybe the pets help you remember certain things. So that's that's a good thing. It's a preliminary study, but I think it's really good news. That definitely is good news. Hmm. Um, my parents have a little dog named Chico, and he definitely keeps them on their toes, except my dad does often call him by the wrong name of his last dog. So, but that's okay. But at least he's still, uh, he's still trying. Um, you know, I, I do think that it is, it's gotta be good for your brain. Any stimulation and sure. anything that you love to a great extent, I think is good for your memory and keeps you sharp. So I know you don't have any pets, Bob. I do not. You don't. Right now don't. I do not. No. But you you do have to deal with us every week, so <laughs> <laughs> not the, the animals, the monkeys. Oh uh, yeah. Not the singing okay, group. Well, <laughs> yes, not the singing group. No. All right, so that's good to know, Jim. What else do you have for us? i got to say, you know, we've talked about Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, on the show at least a couple of times. He's done great things. I'd say he just continues to outdo himself. You know what he just did recently? He made a surprise visit to a family of 11 in Texas. And uh, Carissa Collins, so she has an Instagram page, and she has nine kids. Yeah, pretty much like the Brady Bunch, only for real. Anyway, he made a surprise visit to this family, and he did so many wonderful things. First of all, uh, Carissa, you know, she's um, kind of having a tough time with uh, things, and he surprised them with a dinner out which was uh, just wonderful. They spent a lot of time together with the nine kids, but that's not where it stopped. He was very generous. He went, he took them to a dealership, a Mercedes dealership in Grapevine, Texas. I was looking this uh, up when I was uh, seeing this online, and uh, she needed a new van. Uh, she had outgrown the old one, which would have 12 people in it. He got a new van, reordered one from Mercedes, which can hold up to 15 family members. This is one of these new types of vans. I saw that online, too. It's very, very impressive. Well, it didn't stop there. They went to the restaurant that night to have some chicken dinner, and uh, Shaq went a step further. He uh, saw some people were there on a mission, and uh, they were on missions together, and he tipped the waitress who was having a tough time. She apparently had her car break down. Uh, he gave her $1,000 as well. He said, here, you take this. You know, he was very, very generous. And then Ms. Collins, uh, her husband, 
He also found out that his truck, he had a, a truck that apparently doesn't work very well anymore. He has no heating or air conditioning whatsoever, so you know what Shaq did. No sooner did he go to the Mercedes dealership, he took the guy to a Ford dealership, and he just ordered a truck for him. He just, again, just time and again, it's just like, he's just like, you know, we had Shaka Claus on here. He did something during a Super Bowl once. I mean, this guy's not only a world-class athlete, he has got a heart of gold. I mean, just he's just, just the most class individual I've ever seen. It's really the most generous I've ever seen. I mean, celebrity or not, he's just, he's just a wonderful guy, and bravo to him. Yes. Yeah. No kidding. But I missed the very beginning of it. How is it that he found this particular family? It was just a just a surprise visit. I mean, it just uh, he just happened to be in the area. Just uh, nobody knew he was coming, and then and he just started doing this, just out of the goodness of his heart. It wasn't planned in any way. Hmm. And uh, if I didn't mention, by the way, uh, the Collins kids have their own Instagram page that Carissa started. I actually started following that. You can find more about that story uh, on their page. I think they talked a little bit about what happened. But yes, um, they got three hundred fifty thousand and followers, as a matter of fact, on the Collins Kids page, which I didn't know until I started following it today. So, I mean, just this was just out of the blue, just a surprise, but wow, just I mean, and she was just so grateful. She said, I'm just so blessed sometimes over, and I just thank the Lord for him, what he did. I mean, it's just, like you said, we talked at the top of the show about miracles. This certainly was one of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely qualifies for a big miracle, I would say, and a Mercedes to boot. I mean, Mercedes thing, van. I never knew about they could that. Have, they could have gotten a bus or something. Yeah, you know, that, like the that Partridge family one. I think you know, I remember a friend of mine you know, had a, a revived one there. No, but just that's just fantastic. I mean, I've seen vans, but I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, Mercedes fifteen kids. Now, wait, what did the Partridge family drive? They was drove. It, was, it was a school a bus. VW, was it? Yeah, it was right? a modified school bus. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And I remember it said in the back, "Nervous mother Ranger. driving on board." Whatever that that sign was at the beginning of the show, right? Nervous mom on board. I remember. Clear as bell when I saw that. Yes. I remember the second yes. like, painting. What people job. don't know about you, Jimmy, is that you are the king <laughs> of vintage TV. Mm-hmm. And every day, if you follow Jim Cleefield on social media, you will you will learn more about old game shows and, and shows anything? from the 50s and 60s. Anything about I radio mean, and TV you like. Yeah, anything. You, uh, you really do. You have really wonderful posts. Sometimes I don't remember some of the game shows th- that you highlight, but I think that could be because I grew up overseas like for part of my childhood. So I don't know. But I mean, you're really fun to follow. So oh, uh, I appreciate yes, well, it. Jim Cleveland. I do it for good. I mean, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of t- bad things going on in the world, and I like to keep it light and fun and you know kindness. I mean, I, I really believe in all that. And if I can just make somebody happy along the way and uh, put them to sleep at night happy, I think I've, I've done my job. So that's that's one reason I do it. And plus, I enjoy that. It's another yeah, side of it. We, we call you the guru of good news mm-hmm. for a good reason. Creativity. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. And, Bob, you're awesome. You're the guru of all things radio. Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, for, he is. Yes. Thank you. And for that, we thank you each and every week for bringing the way home. To our listeners, thanks for all you do. Thanks. And for everyone listening, uh, I hope your week is filled with miracles. If there's something the world needs right now, it's to either uh, be the miracle for someone or to experience a miracle and live your life, as Albert Einstein says, as though everything is a miracle. And on that note, we wish you lots of love, good health, happiness, and joy this week. Safety, too. And we'll see you next time on The Way Home. I'm Laura Smith.